Well, we're going to go to Indio, California, and Robert, who's listening to us on 93.7 KCLB in Palm Springs. You're on Rockline, Robert. Hello, Jeff and Eddie. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. What's okay, your question? Yeah, hi. I just wanted to say uh, I've been following your career for uh, some time now. I caught the first and last Lollapalooza shows last year at Shoreline and at Irvine. And uh, you're coming to my hometown on uh, November 5th. Strangely enough, pop, pop culture, as it were, hits uh, the Coachella Valley. I wanted to know what brings you guys out here, two-and-a-half-hour drive from L.A., as opposed to playing, say, a larger venue uh, in the uh, metropolitan area. Okay, you know, raise your hand. You know, raise your hand. Do this with me. Raise your hand like you're trying to get the teacher's attention. All right. I know you didn't do that when you were young. You were hoping they wouldn't call you. But if you raise your hand, make a fist, up there on top is uh, Washington, Seattle, around your wrist. We're, we're looking at the West Coast here now, get it? Around your wrist is Oregon, around your elbow is the capital, Sacramento. Uh, right around your armpit is Los Angeles. So we're going to go in a little bit and play the nipple with, or, you know, something like that. El Indio, is that where we're playing? Yes. yes. November 5th, Indio. So we'll see you there. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... This is Stone Gossip. Fucking camera in the truck. on four legs the definitive live pearl jam podcast randy sobel here chris buckley over there and for those of you that are tuning in for the first time uh we are a podcast that does primarily pearl jam shows where we cover one show specifically throughout their history and break down the set list and we talk about the you know the the legacy behind the show and what it means to people and and things like that so we got a good one for you today we've been kind of hanging out in the not so distant past and this week we're going to take a trip 26 years into the past with indio 1993 buckley hello Hello, hello. How How is everybody? It's good. It's good. How are you? We're good on this end. We're yeah. I'm very is, excited for this. Yeah, this is a an instant classic. Uh, I think from the moment that the show was played for a number of reasons, all of which we will, as always, dive into in great detail. Obviously, I th- the the standout moment is of course uh, the now legendary improv known as fuck me in the brain yep. <laughs> so that one stands out and then of course the other huge moment from the show that everybody knows is the shoe rant because this is the most insane crowd that i've ever seen at a pearl jam show <laughs> they are. and uh they are just on another level and antagonizing 
the band and the Eddie's fighting back at the band. It's a whole thing. So it's kind of like they're warring with the audience for this show and uh, things get a little out of control until Eddie finally at the end says, all right, I'm waving the white flag. And then, you know, they kind of agree to let's just try to calm things down at this point. But it's the epitome of angry Ed. This is the this is peak prime angry Eddie. The energy level is off the charts. They are their fame is skyrocketing at this point, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, from you know ten into verses into vitalogy, and the whole scene is exploding everywhere. And and they are trying to come to terms with uh, becoming more famous. And it's clearly uh, things are getting a little nuts. I think at this point There's, where yeah. they're they're moving away from you know just the small club shows at this point this is what is it 25,000 fans at the uh the, you know the, the what is it the polo fields yeah uh right I, I, uh, empire polo fields in indio right yeah, yeah. this is so actually this is where now coachella is held. right right this was uh according to the pj20 book this is the first ever show that they held at the, what's now known as coachella right so clearly getting away from these smaller venues. I mean, if you, I'm, you know, just really quickly scrolling through uh, two feet thick here, and it gives you a good uh, idea of the number uh, of the attendance of all these shows. So when they played the Gorge on September 5th, so the, the this Indio show is uh, November 5th, 93. So two months before they played the Gorge uh, with Neil Young, and there's 19,000 people there. Then they go a uh, couple other shows. They play like a warm up show at the off ramp, 299 people. Uh, Santa Cruz, California, 800. Then they play that famous show at the Warfield Theater. Even that, for however, you know, even how popular that show is, 2,250 people, 6,000, 8,000, 3,000, 3,000. You know, there's a lot of these smaller, not quote unquote small shows, but nothing like this 25,000 <laughs> uh, show where the fans are just insane. I mean, ins- it literally, if you go to YouTube, and just look it up. I'm sure a lot of people have already seen a lot of these clips. It, it's nuts. It's nuts. I mean, the crowd is absolutely going bananas. I like, would have loved to see throwing like, the shoes and yeah. I, I mean, just I mean, like a just a whole haze of smoke and like there's toilet paper go- is, being thrown this around. Is Woodstock, it's, basically. This is nuts. Like nuts. And the crowd's all jumping up and down. Like if you go to the end, like Bob O'Reilly's the last song they play. If you just go to that point, I mean, even throughout the whole show, but really, you know, everybody jumping up and down in unison to the riff as it's being played. Oh, I mean, it's it's cool in that regard and that everyone's just having a great time. But it's like they're just so raucous and so just rude, you know, throwing shoes at the band. I mean, Jeff finishes the show behind the amps. It's yeah, it's a it's a it's a little much. And I don't know if if the band just brings out this just impactful like hate and anger and vitriol with the crowd i don't know what it is and and it doesn't help on this night that ed is not in his friendliest form um he's clearly i think it's very quickly evident when you listen back that he has had more than just a little bit to drink right right yeah he's uh he's he's kind of and i think from the moment that 
the first band took the stage, Eleven, which was uh, Jack Iron's old band. Uh, people were throwing shoes on the stage at that point, and Jack was getting really pissed. And he actually, um, they stopped the song and they said if, if they find out who threw the shoe, that they would make him pay for the damages. Uh, right. And his bass drum. Right. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. It says here from, from Five, Five Horizons that the crowd was unruly, like, moshing in line during sound check and to PA music. Like, this is, this is insane. And then, like, a roadie saying a rendition of Copacabana like there's some real nutty stuff if if there was video of that going around I think uh I think that would be a gem right there but shit there's some real nutty nutty stuff going on in the show we'll get to that in just a second of course we got to bring up all of our early show stuff that we always bring up and first we bring up Patreon uh, head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs. We have some exclusive episodes that are always there, always for the taking with your contribution to the show. You help us out and you help us grow and expand into something better that we can be a little bit better than we are today. We can get more, uh, insight. We can get, uh, basically to keep this podcast afloat. Uh, your help is 100% appreciated for that. We give back a little bit, something extra. I believe that there, if it's not up already, then there is a corduroy evolution episode that is going to be up um so that you'll have and that uh uh, again four evolution episodes that are there and a couple of uh exclusive extra leg episodes as we'll say uh and what else do they get for uh signing up to patreon buck well they also get the chance if you'd like and you uh donate and you're a patron you can come on the show tell us a show that you'd like to cover on the show with us and we'll 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 dive into it we'll give it a full listen and explore everything and usually i'm I'm sure it'd be a show that you went to if uh if you're willing to want to talk about it i'm sure you'd probably gone to the show so uh you could tell us all about your experience about the show your memories etc and uh yeah we'll have we'll have a great time we'll have you on and we'll 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 go through everything with you it'll be fun Absolutely. And next week we're going to have Aurelian on the show. He's been a patron from the start and uh, he's going to be talking about London 2018. So that was the one uh, nice. that was the night two show. So that the redemption the makeup, night, so to speak. Yes. Uh, one other thing to get to before we get into the songs and the storylines and everything like that. Um we starting tomorrow if you're listening to this on wednesday we are going to be having a poll uh that's going to be up we're going to be doing individual polls for every single year of the decade and we talked about it a couple weeks ago uh through our social media accounts we wanted to know from you guys what the best show of the decade is and we're going to find this out in a more mathematical way so what we're going to do is every couple days we're going to put out a new poll with a new year so obviously tomorrow we're going to start 2010 and you'll get all the shows from 2010 to vote on you'll get a chance to vote for five shows uh one now i'll let you vote multiple times but only once per day i think that's more than fair but you get to vote for five different shows at a time and then you know there'll be a a certain period where uh 2010 will be up and then we'll get 2011 be the show that you uh the year that you vote on and so on and so forth until we're done until we whittle it down to about 25 to 30 different shows from all of the years and obviously you're gonna have the big ones in there as well but you know you're gonna have 
I think they're going to be a good array of shows, but it's up to you guys to choose. And from that top 25, we're going to pick 10 and do an episode on it uh, on January 1st, actually. We're going to release the top 10 shows of the decade episode uh, where we'll, we'll determine from your votes what shows are the best shows of the decade? And there's so much shit to choose from. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we did MSG Night 2 2010. If that's not on there, I will I will crack some bitches. I will get angry. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I will get violent if I have to. Like John says, I will fight you. Um, what, else do you what else would you want on that list? What else do you think? Early uh, contenders. I mean... I, we kind of touched on it in that MSG episode, but uh, Amsterdam 2012 is probably in there. It's a good one, yeah. Brooklyn Night 2, which, again, we're not biased in any way at <laughs> no, all. No, right. Um, hmm. I think you got to go with Leeds Maybe, 2014. That's a really yeah, popular one. Yeah, I, I, know, I know Krakow gets a lot of love yep. from uh, 2018. Um, and then you got your obvious ones, your your Moline and your Tenadelphia. Right. Uh, you know, those are going to Yeah, be Moline is a big one. A lot of people like Moline, mm-hmm. Moline Yieldwalkie. Your Wrigley's, your Fenway's. Like, those sure. are all going to be in contention, I'm sure. But um, there's only one way for us to know, and there's only one way for your favorite show to get into the top and that's for you to vote and throughout all of our social media pages we'll be posting all of the info on how to vote and where to vote and all of that fun stuff so that's starting tomorrow if you're listening to this on wednesday and it'll be about two years a week that we'll do you know within like two to three days of each other so uh i think we'll we'll get that going and uh yeah, this will be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, to, that to I'm excited. I'm I'm really curious because even just posting that picture where we were asking people what their favorite show of the decade was. I mean, there were so many different answers. Tons. So many different answers. Like shows that I had forgotten had even been played. Yeah. That people were were bringing up. So it's it's definitely going to be a really good wide ranging uh, assortment of of shows for sure. It's going to be fun. I think so. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. So. Heading into Indio, is there anything so like like that intro that we ju- what we ran in the beginning there, uh, Ed describing, you know, the West Coast uh, by the arm. You have at the top you have Seattle, and then you get down to the armpit, it's Los Angeles. But the real reason why they had to cancel the show that was planned for Los Angeles was uh, problematic parking and cold temperatures and that sort of thing. So that's why it got moved to where Coachella is, uh, that we know of today. Um, but just interesting that they would do that. And I think, you know, like you said, the 25,000 that, that attended this, I think helped sort of help the band decide that, you know, where we have to cater to these larger crowds. Now we're this popular and and they you know this is a really good example and really good show in the timeline of of how they are dealing with fame pretty much right and just to add one more little factoid about the crowd in here i actually was really curious so i looked up what day of the week it was it was a friday night it was oh so well, that, may, that makes a little more sense i guess to sure. i guess kind of explain why this crowd was so insane um, but yeah, I think you, you made it, you know, and I, we kind of mentioned it before, but it, it's really 
a, a worthwhile point to make is that they are ascending here, you know, in popularity and fame, and they haven't slowed down yet. I mean, this is it seems like all of these shows and and like we said ed ed's really in this angry mood and even at just at the i think at this point in their career for a lot of 93 94 he's it's like peak ed you know not really coming to terms with the fame and everything you know yeah i think people are asking a lot of him and in response he's just like why do i have to sort of give in like you know the whole music video thing you know, mm-hmm. people want music videos for Pearl Jam because music videos at the time, that's how you get exposure. But, you know, they're very adamant at this time on not making music videos because of how Jeremy was perceived and, and all that. So, yeah, they're they're putting out songs for radio play, but with the popularity that they have right, right here, it, they're still not getting that same amount of exposure that the record companies want from them. Right. And, you know, there's growing pains involved in this. I think this is um, a good example where, like we said, you know, they're growing and they're starting to play these bigger audiences. And they, and I said this to you before, you know, granted, okay, yes, the the crowd is nuts and they're throwing shoes. And if you're <laughs> trying to play a show and play an instrument and focus and, you know, do do your job and perform and entertain, it's a little unnerving when a shoe, a shoe could come up and smack you right in the face sure. at any moment. With that being said, as I, again, mentioned to you before, I, I found the performance overall, and it, I don't want to make it sound like I hated it and that it or I even really like disliked it because it it gives it a a unique sound but it's sloppy and I mean I don't want to say sloppy like oh it's terrible like every note's wrong they're so loose and the vibe of the entire show is so energetic and, and they're for as aggravating as it probably was to play for this audience, they're also feeding, I think, off of that energy. I think they are, yeah. And they're and getting it's... like so amped up. It's sort it's... of at the same time it's like energy, but it's also we don't give a fuck. Sure. Right. You right. know, like I, I think the energy on stage, right. everybody is is running around. Jeff is running around like a madman. Uh Stone is getting really into it this whole show. But you know, again it has this sense of like you guys were real assholes to our friends, the opening bands, and uh, we don't give a fuck right now. If yep. we miss a note, we're not going to be fretting on it. We're we're not going to give you the perfect performance that you guys think you deserve. And he even says it at one point. He's like, oh, you guys want your favorite song, huh? You want your favorite song. Well, we're not going to play it. Like, he, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's a real there's battle going on here. Yeah, there's banter. There's a lot of, like I said, it's loose. There's a lot of improvs. There's between you know fuck me in the brain and then there's an actual improv called what is it thank you yeah i think it's what it's called like the thank you improv and extended little breakdowns in the songs and eddie doing a lot of on the spot vocal runs and lyrics that he's kind of just coming up with in in the moment and it's just extremely laid back to the point where Yes, they are, you know, kind of saying, you know what, we don't really care. We're going to go out and do whatever we want now because you guys are being a bunch of a-holes. Like, we're going to do whatever we want. Um, I definitely do just get the vibe that they are, <laughs> I think, all kind of messed up yeah. in the show. Like, I, I mean, and if maybe, you really pay attention. Getting, maybe they're getting drunk beforehand because they know they're yeah. performing to 25,000 and, like, Which that's... could definitely be part of it. But yeah. it just it it just shows, you know, like, you hear it. You know, and you listen to 
other performances, other bootlegs from around the same time period. And this one, I'm, I'm listened to a ton of them. This one just really, I and I listened to the entire show this morning from beginning to end, and it just really stands out how just it's sloppy. It just it is what it is. It's but just, it, but it works. but it's not I, like, bad. Yes, yeah. it, it's like you have to keep in mind the context, which so it's kind of. It's like there's two sides to this. So it's like I said, I don't want to when I say that it's quote unquote sloppy, it doesn't necessarily have to mean I'm not trying to say that it's all negative and it's all bad. Right. This is not. Yeah, this is not like a 2018 version of sloppy where Ed forgets the lyrics to do the evolution or something like that. Not even close. It's like they're just just young. And that's what it is. Yeah. And. You know, even like Mike is plays very sloppy. The whole show is very, yeah, very, this is very not, not good. good. Not not a good Mike show no. at all. No. Um, Stone is fine. You know, Jeff is fine. Dave A is a monster. Yeah, Dave, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> He's. I mean, he sounds like sh- like a shotgun. You know, bullets going off the entire show with that that snare drum, and the kick drum, and everything. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Why don't so, we jump right into it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's start go. start off with release here, and um, which is good. Which is great, and I wonder... It's very, very much different from the rest of the performances. And I wonder if they did it on purpose, if they're seeing, you know, the rowdy crowd beforehand, and they're saying, you know what, fuck them, we're not going to start with Go, we're not going to start with, with Why Go or Animal or or any of those that we usually kick off a show. We're, we're going to start with Release, and we're going we're gonna to just shut them up a little bit. We're going to kind of put them in their place. Let's see... What happens after that? Let's see if they're still dicks. But I think Spoiler starting the show. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously they don't have, especially at this time, they don't have a lot of songs that are equivalent to release that they can just do for the whole entire show where the crowd can just sit there and shut up. Uh, they got to go into Go and Animal. But I mean, I love an early version of this. Again, you said with Dave A. Uh, Dave A makes versions of songs sound so much different and it's really it is how hard he's hitting on it and it makes you feel like it's still even though it's a a softer song and a more emotional song he kind of gives it a heavier vibe
I mean, I say this every show, but when you hit as hard as he does, it, it's just, it automatically, the performance of any song that he's on is going to have a different feel. Yeah. yeah. So. And it, it's it's evident throughout the whole night just how much he stands out. And it's pretty much everything and every time that we go back to a show from this era, you can go and and look at Dave A and be like, well, that's. You know, that's the difference right there. That's that's what you're not getting with, with a Cameron. That's what you're not getting with Irons even. So, um, But, yeah, throughout the whole night, he's just phenomenal. And, and also, I wrote here, Ed's voice is like virgin pure. There's no breaking. There's no cracking. It sounds... He, it yep. sounds like it sounds smooth. It sounds together, uh, especially for a release. I, th- I think this was a really uh, a really solid way to open it. And you know, obviously, he's gonna start screaming in a little bit, and uh, we're you know gonna get away from that. But this is at a point where he can do it, and it can sound good. And there's a yeah. lot of material to work with here. So. And I would say I I think that's a good just to really quickly touch on that. It's a good. Th- common thread theme of this entire show where ed is at this point where i mean i think part of it just is because he is drunk but it's like (laughs) he's holding nothing back right vocally which i love and i said it i've said it a million times on this show that i love early ed the screaming everything so this is the perfect time this is like right before he starts to scale it back in like 95 96 so he is at the point now where they really haven't turned that corner. I kind of, I feel like once you get to like 94, like really like 95, they kind of, like post Vitalogy into No Code Era, they they kind of scale it back a little bit, I Just, think energy yeah, wise, yeah. a little bit. I feel like this it's is really before started that. in 96. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, here. It's, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I hear the energy is just at, at full blast. There's, and he not is going, I mean, just nuts the entire time and screaming. If we Nothing played, is held back. If we played every scream, we'd be sitting here for hours just playing all the screams. So that's not, yeah. you know, we're going to play a ton of them, but that's not fair to you guys and not fair to the disc jockeys out there. So um, right here, this little section to start kickstart the crowd and and kickstart the the ruckus uh go animal why go and all these three songs really the same point for each of them it's a different groove a different style and like you said before it kind of sounds a little bit sloppy but it does have that groove it does feel like it's paced a little better and it's funny that they can play a song like go or animal today and it's at full blast and people can get energized for it and here it doesn't sound as fast but people are even more energized so that's speaking to just the aura of the band at the time yeah and you know why it's because the song is supposed to be played at this pace (laughs) everything these days is sped up a million times over so that it's you know it's it's supposed to be have more groove and again dave a hitting it as hard as he hits, it, it gives it a different vibe. That, you know, that's it, that simple. Yep. And really. I, it, it might be a factor of just, you know, them uh, working with what Cameron excels at. And Cameron is a very mechanical drummer that, you know, does, uh, you know, work on his speed. And, um, you know, it's just different eras. It's just, just you know, we talked about it in Evolution episodes. It just... 
there sometimes songs just turn into something else and here you just get it kind of groovy and and these these three even though they have a little bit of a sloppiness to them they have a little bit of an edge too so it's it's good this is all really really good stuff early and you get a taste of ed and uh, right before why go he asks everybody how how was the drive and then he kind of mumbles something before saying why go home and then after why go this is really like classic 1993 ed here hey you guys want a message you want a message kill your local rapists But torture him first. And then serve him to one of your enemies for dinner. <laughs> he, he just got so many amazing one-liners in this show. And There's he, a lot of one-liners, a lot of mumbling, yeah. a lot of screaming, a lot of cursing <laughs> he seriously doesn't give a fuck and that's no it's kind of amazing so you know ed ed's top notch yeah he he carries this entire show he yeah. really really does i mean it, <laughs> if he doesn't sing and have the quality of of the performance that he gives this show would be a total disaster probably it yeah. really would yeah or if he get, or you know what or if he doesn't control the crowd like he did later in the show. If he doesn't have that grasp and control of it, things can kind yeah. of spiral and maybe he gets pissed off and maybe, you know, they just end the show and walk off for good. Sure. And that's it. Yeah. Which they did leave at one point, but Pretty they come much. back. Pretty so. much. But, um, that gets us into a really just impactful version of deep with a huge howl in the beginning. <laughs> get ed um in early versions i think he used to do it in deep and i think he used to do it in garden a little bit where he shakes the mic cool effect um and obviously as the song kind of goes on uh ed is still ranting he's still rambling and and the song is getting out of control like you know it used to at this time and mm-hmm. uh and he even says this is the end of the fucking song It is. I love early versions of Deep. The howl in the beginning gets me every time. Yeah, 
I think you, you made every point I I, w- I would make about it. It's just it's just it is classic Eddie from the screaming to the the rambling, not giving it's, a fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty characteristic performance of the entire show, really. And you gotta love, you know, Deep is kind of in this spot where you know you play three bangers and then you kind of go a little bit, you know, off pace a little bit. Before. Yeah, it's a little longer. Yeah, um, you know, I, I would say Deep is kind of you know in a different key, a different pace. Uh, you know, then you get into something a little poppier like Jeremy, it sort of takes the crowd in a different direction. So I kind of, I liked, and that's sort of what they were doing, you know, mid Vitalogy era with, with Tremor Christ in that like nice little four or five spot. So deep, you know, getting that spot in the old days, that's kind of, that was kind of par for the course. So it, it is cool to go back and see it in the set there uh, when when you cover it going back. Uh, but it does get into Jeremy, and early versions of Jeremy are just, yeah, I mean, everything from, you know, screaming, well, daddy didn't give affection, you know, like every, you know, again, it's, it's Ed going all out, just busting everybody's balls. And like we said before, it, it's just, it's good that he doesn't give a shit. Because he's letting it all out there, and you know, a, you know, perfectly good version with a ton of energy from uh, from the band with Mike headbanging and Jeff jumping up and down. This is everybody's feeding off each other. I think they're at this point at least having a good time. Yeah, it hasn't completely spiraled out of control yet. At this point, it, it seems like it's starting to progress now. Like the longer they the the longer they get to the through this first set is where it gets really starts to get out of control there like right on the cusp of things getting worse right (laughs) yeah we're right we're we're tiptoeing there but i would say it happens around ooh rearview mirror-ish area where you can kind of tell so uh ed introduces glorified g by saying heal the world with duct tape and um glorified g i think was the definition of sloppy song on this night it just did not sound together at all mike sounded off on it uh jeff was doing his best but you know it it just it didn't it didn't have that same sort of it's not tight it's just not tight at all right it's it's a mess and you let's just call it what it is and at least it's nice that they have a a fresh batch of songs here that they can play sure with verses out a couple weeks before this so that's good so they the the set lists get more varied and there's obviously more to choose from i love glorified g as a song i think it's awesome the best part again is ed scream at the end you know the glorify is awesome it's really really good and it kind of his vocal performance it's like we said you know mike's off Jeff's okay, you know, whatever. They're they're just not they're not gelling on this song. It's new, whatever. Right. Maybe they just didn't have the chemistry down with the song yet, and Ed carries it. Right. It's I mean, not. It's not. Hundred like percent. It's not like the first couple that we talked about with Go and Animal, where it sounded sloppy, but it sounded like it meant to be sloppy. This was just sloppy for you know just. I guess they just didn't play it well. Yeah. I, you know, it, it happens. And obviously very early on in the songs playing, I don't know how many times it had been played to that point. I don't know my stats up, but uh, yeah, they, it's, it's early. And this oh, is also, but I do. Oh, what do you got? Uh, 26. Okay. So that's, it's a good sample size but... out of one thirty six. Wow. So yeah, I mean, this was, this was one that they kind of let go 
for years and years, yeah. you know, during that uh, that whole transitional phase. So Not as much as rats, though. Which not we'll as get much to. as rats. Yep, we will get to rats. Uh, but before that, we get to daughter, and there's just something about the pacing of yep. daughter that just – and, and I, I guess it's kind of the tuning in this, too, maybe – Today's version is a little bit more traditional standard tuning, but this sounds like the kind of tuning that that Stone was using on the bus uh, in the PJ-20 version when they were writing for Brawl. Yeah, I think he still does play it this way, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, we can go to find it might just be, from Yeah, maybe it's a different year, guitar or maybe it's no, just a different yeah, the, sound. Well, the, yeah, the, the tone now is definitely... It's a combination of the tone and the speed. At which they're playing it. It again, another example of a song that's played way, way, way too fast. Right now, and it it it, it needs that kind of rocking back and forth feel that it does in this performance. It's again off of verses, just out. Uh, let's see what how many times had this was thirty three out of five twenty six. Okay, so, so it's still new. And it's gonna be yeah. The single is going to come out what in the next handful of months. So this is right. this is really the radio song from the album. This is what everybody remembers from it. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ed screaming again in this, the shrieking during the rise above it. It's phenomenal. kind of improv stuff and he says it's time to to realize yeah, your body and your mind or your something body right? and your mind yeah yeah i feel like it's a popular tag in the lore of the daughter tags or lore of the improvs i feel like i've heard this in other spots before like they've done this specific one i can't recall hearing that specific one but it's I, I'm obviously maybe, entirely possible right maybe it's just something i recognize just from this being passed around on compilations and things like that yeah. but anyway um Ed, another uh, another one of a billion great lines from this night. Ed says, "Your spirit is having a human experience." <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? He's feeling some type of way. Yeah, I would it surprise you if he to know if he was on like shrooms or something on this night, or yeah, I mean, or smoked, yeah, weed I, beforehand. I, mean, I both. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, he's slurring his words. It's honestly amazing that he sounds as good as he does. That he's sta- that he's standing on two feet is amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it it goes to show you when you don't give a fuck and you're you know taking the stage uh, to a bunch of rowdy. 25,000 people that are about to throw shoes at your head. Uh, you got to have some sort of sense in you. So um, that gets us into a live, obviously pretty cool. 
you know, for a mid set to get daughter alive back to back. Um, the one thing that I, I took from this is during the chorus where you have Jeff doing a little backup vocals there going to la 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 la. <laughs> did you notice that? <laughs> I did not notice that. How did I miss that? <laughs> sounds like it's part of what stone is doing but it, it, it's yeah <laughs> he blends it in that's yeah funny. he blends it in really well but it's really funny but yeah you could tell at this point like they're they're feeding off the energy from this crowd and vice versa everybody is in is in a mood at this point and uh it's it's coming close to getting to a fever pitch but uh we're not there yet we're not there just yet. So one of the great one-liners from this show that everybody remembers. I don't know if the band's been to this area before, or the country. But the first guy that I met today, he gave me this book. He said, uh, do you know the secret to living forever? Has anyone ever told you the secret to living forever? Why the fuck would I want to live forever? Jesus and he throws the book in the crowd. Um, it's just another great audience interaction here. He's in a great notch. mood. Yeah, it's it's he's pissed off, but he's also like appreciative at the same time. Yeah, I think he's like you know he's like half joking at some point. Of course. Yeah, it's interesting to see Ed like this because if if he did this nowadays, the the talking right. to that he would get from his <laughs> wife and and you know the the face that his 15 and and 10 year old would give him dad dad what are the things that you're saying what do you mean why why wouldn't you live want to live forever mm-hmm. i don't think at this point ed would have ever envisioned himself writing a song called future days right let's put it that way uh, so definitely not uh rearview mirror here mid-set really good yeah this is this is great this is a good performance and again another one that's it's paced you know more with a groove and and it's setting the tone with dave a and uh you don't get that long bridge with the experimentation that you get nowadays but it's just i kind of like it it you know you get a little bit of feedback and distortion that sounds kind of cool and let's rip the the good scream yep yep yeah and uh it looked as though in the final part of this that somebody had thrown something on stage. Did you catch that? Yeah, the, I mean, there's shoes flying all throughout this this part as he's playing guitar. Yeah, like flying right next to him. So he's they're getting worse. It's getting worse. Now. Right, which is cr- kind of crazy because I think this is this is probably the only song that Ed plays on at the show. Uh, y- this yes, is the only indeed. musical. Musically, I think this is the only one that Ed's written up to this point, I think. Um, Maybe a couple others, but he doesn't... Most of these other songs he doesn't play on nowadays. Right. Well, if they were doing, like, I'm a Patriot at this point... Yeah. So he's doing that every now and then, he'd play guitar. Was he playing Elderly Woman at this point? Mm, Probably not I don't think yet. Not yet. But, you know, that's, you know, another thing to add to his plate, that he's actually... Mm -hmm. 
you know, playing, playing on stage, guitar, yeah, and having to deal with the shoes, right. yeah. So, uh, you know, it's about to it's about to get bad. Um, but we have an improv here before we get to the popular improv, and this improv is called "Thank You." Uh, they've done it a couple of times, but uh, it's it's transition. okay. It's it's cool. It's kind of funky. Uh, it's I think it has like the same exact drum beat as "Fuck Me in the Brain" does. has a little bit more of a funk vibe yeah me. i would i would say yeah it's it's all right you're right it's, yeah it's, it's it's okay yeah uh but here's where you get to probably a top three moment of this show this um, is i will just tell you right now this is my favorite performance of this song ever how does he do it how does he do it he I, like whole, i said i think part of it is drunk energy yeah i really do but the whole entire song he is peak scream, and I don't know how he didn't b- blow out his vocal cords uh, for the rest of the night. Spin me around, roll me over, fucking suckers! Stop it now, one wind it out, so slowly! This is around the time, and I, it's in PJ20, I think. I think it's in the book. Someone tell, and I mentioned this last time, someone tells Ed that he can't keep singing like this. It's like, a, it's a you famous singer. Yeah. It's so, and, I, and I can't remember, like, it might be Neil Young. But, uh, I can't remember. I, or it might have been Pete Townsend or, like, Roger Daltrey. It might have been Roger Daltrey, actually. Okay. But they tell they tell him, whoever it is, they're like, listen kid you can't keep do- you're gonna blow your voice out you can't right. keep doing that so that's why after like 94 into 95 96 you get that warbly garbled marble in your mouth ed that he didn't really have at this point because he's still letting it rip here he's still young he's still just immature yes. and he wants to put it's on amazing a- yeah he wants to put on a show look look at you know, who else had their hat in the ring at this point with Nirvana and Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and Stone Temple Pilots and, you know, a couple of the other bands that were more manufactured at the time that were just about to come up like a Bush or a Green Day or or a couple of those other bands. Uh, but there's competition. And I feel like 
between at least most of those bands, at least like uh, the Seattle versus the California bands, sort of, it feels like there's competition to sort of say, hey, we're the best live act out there. And the way that we have to portray it is to fucking scream our lungs out. And that's how people, until that's it how fills we're going to Until it fills this room. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to actually say it. I didn't want to actually <laughs> I'll say it. I'll do it for you. Don't worry. Yeah. Dad jokes. But we, <laughs> we can't, we can't go a show without at least three of them. Uh, but man, he is at the fucking top of his, his lungs on this one. And at the end, He's got the he's got the mic stand and he gets in a Mike's face and he's tugging he's like almost jabbing Mike with the with the stand mm-hmm. and then he starts smashing it and you know this it's it's a typical it's a typical song where he's gonna do that stuff so it's just really it's peak it, it's fucking awesome it is uh, like I said I don't know what else more what more I can really add other than to say what I already said which is that it's my favorite performance of Blood of all time. And they're playing a little baseball with the mic stand, too. Did you notice that? Uh, I did not. Maybe the crowd is throwing some shit and maybe he's swinging. I I can't. I didn't remember exactly. It's in between songs. But, uh, yeah, it looks like he was was swinging around playing a little baseball. Um, Lest we forget that this version is a B-side on the daughter single. I think it is. Yeah, I think that's important for us to mention. So it was it was was that that good. good. Yeah, it was that good. So Uh, Ed sings a line or two from my generation and says, because they're fucked, they're old and fucked. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what I wrote down. No, it is what he says. That's that is exactly what he says. I don't know what in what connotation he he says it. I can't remember at this moment, but uh, those are Ed's words. And then he just asked the crowd, want to hear rats? And gotta love the groove to this one too it's it's not it's not really a slow groove but it's it's jammy it's 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 progressive you know that and that's another this is this is another dave a heavy song at the time i think yeah uh this song just by its nature is is funky rats and it's a solid performance i would say it's probably one of the overall might be one of the better performances of the entire show and yeah dave a kills it and Eddie's again right on it and yeah it's it's and, it's a solid performance and, and you can see a shoe flying at the end of it yeah and an, another song that really uh, as uh, like glorify g we said i mean glorify g's been played 136 times all time somehow rats has only been played 59 times is that is, it yeah only 59 59 times <laughs> i know i i look at these stats all the time and then i'm surprised when uh you know when somebody actually says it, but this was so, only the seventh time that it was played. Yeah, so I'll put it in perspective for you. So they played it 11 times in 93. They played it 11 in 94, twice in 95, twice in 96, twice in 98, and then they didn't play it again until 2006. They actually played it in 98? I didn't think it lasted that long. Wow. They played it twice. Yep. Jeez. And I can tell you, they played it in West Palm Beach, Florida, and Virginia Beach, Virginia. Wow. So I mean, I, I really guess there's lots of rats off. over in Florida, I suppose. Yeah. Um, which is, is, is great because, you know, this is why you got to get to a garden show. You're almost guaranteed to get rats because yes. 
almost every single year that they've played either a New York or a Brooklyn show, they've played it. And out of 59 times, that's a pretty good percentage that you'll, uh, you'll get it in New York. So, you know, if, if you haven't gone to an MSG show yet and you really need to see rats, there's your chance. Um, that gets us into once and man, he's at another level of, of drunkenness at this point, because in that first line, what, what is going on? Is he just genuinely pissed off at the crowd and just, doesn't want to be up there or is he i don't know yeah it's it's tough to tell but fuck it's fun it's fun it is um once was a little bit of a a, a disaster it's it's a it's probably it's probably the sloppiest performance of the show but what they do do here is they extend the bridge a little more which yeah. you don't hear at all. So I was intrigued by that. like it's all dave at this point because yeah. the, the band sounds like they're about to start kicking back into the last chorus right and then he just keeps going he keeps the same groove of the bridge going and going and going to the point where they're like okay i guess we're gonna just kind of go with that then and not go to the chorus and jam right. and play a little more kind, it's yeah it's kind of weird that dave a would just take it upon himself to to do that when it's something that really hadn't been practiced before really hadn't been performed like that. Cause I haven't heard a version of once that has done this before. Had you heard that before? Or? No, no, not that I can recall. And it is a little weird that he would do that, but it falls in line with the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's, it's something, it's something unique and it's something that, yeah, you're not going to cherry pick out of a lot of other shows from this time. So, you know, and then Ed says here, I got one last thing to say, and it applies to everybody. One, two, three, four. What the fuck is this world? Uh, and then he's really taunting the crowd during Porch. Bless me with your spit. That is, he's losing his mind. <laughs> it really is. 
Like, did somebody actually spit on him before? Probably. With the shoes and with the spit, and I'm sure there's there's got to be mud in the crowd. You would think, right? Oh my god, yeah. It's well, this is outdoors, right? Yeah, that's you can see dirt flying up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck me! Wow, just mayhem, absolute the mayhem. Strobe lights going off, and the band is in just full on destruction mode and uh he does a line from a henry rollins song called tearing uh before the chorus and pretty common for the time hasn't been tagged since 94 but uh yeah i I feel like he was channeling a lot of henry rollins in black flag-esque uh just hatred and, and anger a lot here so that's where we get to uh at this point this is all leading to this Stop! Fuck me in my brain! Fuck me in my brain! You fucking little cunt! You're driving me insane! Fuck me in the brain! Fuck me! Because it sounds really well put together, but it's just Ed screaming over and over again. Fuck me in the brain. Fuck you, you fucking cunts. Um, you know, it, it would be go, it would go on to be part of the the Christmas single uh, from that year as, uh, and it would be the third set of ramblings. And it's funny because they would keep all the fucks and all the shits, uh, but they would censor cunt. They would bleep out the word cunt on the on the vinyl. Did you know mm-hmm. that? I did not know that. Yeah. So, man, tell us here. What? Uh, I mean, <laughs> where to begin? Uh, cla- first of all, classic. I yeah. Mean, just classic 90s PJ moment. Obviously, it reaches a tipping point. They are, Ed's done. I mean, they've they've yeah. had enough, and I'm pretty sure musically it's just the Hendrix chord, 
which is also the same chord from Dirty Frank. Right, yeah. Just played over and over and over and over again over that same... Yeah, played over the same drum beat. I'm, I'm pretty sure if my ear is correct. I think it's the same... Just the uh, the same chord. It's yeah, it's it it's that the whole entire way. They don't yeah. change progression at all. And yeah, I mean he's just screaming, just just screaming and cursing and ranting and raving and just losing his mind. It's just flat out losing his mind and the constant barrage of shoes being thrown in their direction. <laughs> it's just become too much for Edward Lewis Severson the third to handle on November fifth, nineteen ninety three. In Indio, California, the the the, it's become too much, and he breaks, and that's yeah. It. This is and this that's is what the you get. <laughs> this is the tipping point. Uh, fuck me in the brain, fucking throw shoes at me, and they they stop the improv. The you could see Dave A throw his drumstick. He mm-hmm. chucks his drumstick across the stage. He leaves in a huff. He's pissed off, and. The only, I think it's just Ed and Mike that are on stage. Everybody else leaves. And then Ed, uh, he gets a shoe thrown at him. He licks the bottom of a shoe. Mm. Your dirt is my fucking food. Don't you understand that by now? He really does. I'm pretty sure he actually does lick it, oh, too. Oh, yeah, straight. He gets down dirty and deep on that. Yeah, it's he's... That is a lick. Um, but he's addressing them now. It's, this is so funny. Me and Jeff are going to go to the front gate. And when you guys exit, we're going to beat the shit out of every barefoot person here. Man, he's, he's, ra- like, he's rambling. He's going back and forth with them. He takes a, a shoe at one point, throws it back into the crowd, then later on, he gets decked with one. Um, meanwhile, did you could you tell what Mike is playing in the background? He's playing. Yeah, he's playing some song. Black Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a I was, song that I knew, but I couldn't really figure out exactly what it was. But yeah, that's probably. I think that's what it is. And then Ed starts asking for a shirt and a hat and all these other different articles of clothing so he can put them on. And I think that older Ed. Looking back 26 years later, would be proud of himself. You know what? We're really good at turning these kind of situations into good one. I just had this great idea. These are all going to be donated to charity. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. More shoes. Shoe the shoeless. Shoes for my friends. Shoes for my friends. Shoes for my friends. More shoes. More shoes for my friends. And you see at one point Jeff actually comes back out and he spits water into the crowd. Did you Mm -hmm. see that? I I did. Like, man, I don't know what has gotten into everybody. They, um... Yeah. They're all pissed they, off. They at this like point. we said, they they broke. That's it. You know, they they've had enough and this is, this from is this crowd. Point, and this is around, you know, Ed gets like a cardigan or something thrown at him and he puts it on and he said, Oh, you know, some boxers or or a pair of pants or or a cap would be nice right now. He's you know, I, I hope that they actually did donate all of it to charity. That would be nice. But who 
who in the right minds from charity is going to take all that stuff? Be like, well, we have one Converse here and this uh, unlaced, uh, you know, Nike sneaker with with mud and dirt all over it. Like, if I'm if I'm Goodwill, I'm not I'm not taking any of this stuff. I'm not <laughs> accepting any of this. But uh, a couple of other just great classic lines. Um, he says, I was going to play your favorite song, but I got interrupted by a shoe. Uh, and then he says, somebody throw up a gun so I can shoot you all. Which and I don't think he would ever say now, ever. No, 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 no. Especially, you know, yeah. with a Vegas, be careful what you wish for. Uh, yeah. Um, he leaves the stage and says, that's it. Good night. And the crowd kind of buys into it. Like that, that's it, that they're done. They're not coming back that he's legitimately pissed off that people have been throwing shoes at them all night and they're, they're done. They had had it. So it takes them a while to get back onto stage. I think they need a little bit of a breather there. Um, but you know, let the crowd kind of settle a little bit. But when they come back, uh, they go and they start off with Sonic Reducer, and everybody is behind the amplifiers. They're all you know, they're awaiting fire, which is still it's not happening as much. It's it's starting to cool down now, but uh, there's still some assholes that didn't get a chance to before, or or maybe people you know through from the back through their shoes and hit somebody up front, you know. I think this is a, a really good, just to sum this point up, uh, there's a, a good uh, review from the LA Times that I had sent you. Yeah. Uh, published on November 8th, 1993, and it's titled Pop, Pearl Jam Blossoms in Desert. And the second paragraph, uh, excuse me, third paragraph, um, no, sorry, second, Jesus. Uh, but even Vetter, for all his recent comments about the pressures of stardom, probably never imagined that later, meaning later in the show, uh, he and his bandmates would have to seek space behind the amplifier stacks, running for cover from a barrage of shoes <laughs> thrown at them by a pea-brained contingent of the audience. <laughs> uh, just, the writer like, deserves a Pulitzer. Yeah, I mean, they, they get it. They understand. It's just, yeah. it's nuts. So, but, Yeah, I mean, it's nuts, but like I feel like this whole encore it's kind of dying down a little bit and, and, you know, you know, they get into even flow and, and it's crazy to get in, in the encore spot, but the band has just lost their minds at this point. Uh, Mike, Mike is shirtless. Stone has this, is, chicken, the, is this the chicken head one? This is the chicken. Yeah. This Love is it. it. I mean, yeah. it's just, come on. It's just so funny. <laughs> and if you have no idea what <laughs> no, we're no, talking it, about it's stone, like just if you, I mean, we'll I have we, we have the picture. Yeah, we'll post it. Yeah. But the picture, if you just Google, see the problem is if you because I tried finding it because I knew I'd seen it before, but then I was trying to refind it, and I'm googling like Stone Gosser 1993, Stone a uh, chicken mask hat, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's not popping up. Just so I ended up Indio. just googling Pearl Jam Indio 1993, and it, and it popped up. Um, it, it's just so funny. He looks like he's not expecting the picture to be taken, and Eddie's just screaming at, uh, like the back of the stage, and Stone's just kind of looking over to his right, wearing this <laughs> stupid rubber, 
chicken hat thing. Oh, it's so funny. But that's about how the show went. Typical Stone. Yeah. 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 Um, going back into the final cor- chorus, Ed is doing more rambling, and I can't tell what he's singing during this, but it's just, it's classic him. It's very much him. I, I mean, the whole show, though, really. It's yeah. really like the whole show he's doing that. Yeah, it's... there's not much more that we can say. It, it's 1993, yeah. you know. We we reminisce because we weren't there and we don't you weren't even born yet. I was I was no. barely a child. Uh but fuck, man, to to be in that era and and know what was going on in that era, that must have been something real cool just to experience that if you were at this show. 100%. Um, you know, I, I want to know. We sh- we didn't come up with the question of the week, but I kind of want to know from people, um, Pearl Jam experience. What if you were to go back to any year in Pearl Jam's or any era? What what year would you want to see a show? And I think a lot of fans, you know, there's still the old school fans that have been there from the beginning, but I think a lot of people, uh, you know, have been going to shows the last 20 maybe you know uh, 15 years or so and they got to miss a lot you know both of us got to miss many eras of the band so if you have a favorite time period of the band 93 94 95 and and those years are very different from each other uh if you were to go back and view one show in a time machine what what show or what year would you view live on four legs podcast at gmail.com get in touch with us let's have a conversation about it so that would be fun that's a good question yeah yeah but um ed here after even flow saying we're waving a white flag we're here to play to some of you guys are just being fucking fucks if you want we're playing another song <laughs> this is like one of this actually is so i don't <laughs> just because the way you just said that is like so different than the way he says it and right. it's like because you're just you know obviously you're just trying to read it and yeah. but like if you hit <laughs> if you hear him say it <laughs> some of you guys just being fucking fucks man <laughs> it's so good it's just he's like so out of it at this point he's like i he doesn't even know what to do anymore and it's yeah. just the way he says this part is hysterical if you want, we'll play another song. If not, there's nothing you can do uh, that gets us into indifference. And I think, I think the crowd has pretty much had it at this point too. Uh, you know, they know that this is this is not a song that you move the move the mosh pit to. It's got to be tiring after a while. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is not even you know for indifference being back then. I'm more of a fan of it now, to be honest with you. I, th- I feel like it wasn't really, it wasn't really depressing. It really wasn't a sing along either at this point. I feel like it was just kind of there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, new, right? It's only been out for a few weeks. And when people are listening to a full album, and you get down to you know, say you find your tracks and you want to go back and you want to listen to Blood and you want to listen to Rearview Mirror because those are your favorite tracks. Track 12 is probably the last thing you're going to listen to, especially when it's, you know, something kind of, you know, depressing and kind of slow and and all that. So, you know, it 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 doesn't fully find its form yet with this, but it is interesting to listen. It, to. Yeah, it's still good. I, I enjoy it. I, th- I thought it was a solid performance overall. 
Um, His voice is still ridiculously yeah, powerful. which is insane I mean, for how much he screamed and screamed for the whole show, and it still sounds that clear and crisp. Ugh. Couldn't Crazy. do it forever. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. But, He's just, you know, gifted, obviously. It's nuts. Yeah, just just this one night, I, I suppose, was, you know, I don't, you know, the next night they would play Mesa, Arizona, and uh, that would be the first appearance of Yellow Ledbetter, actually. And I would think that maybe he should have a strain on that night, but who the hell knows? Um, yeah, this Ed after indifference says goodnight, the band leaves, but they're going to end up doing one more. This is really a double encore. They come out, they do Baba and this is just, uh, they should have, they should have left it in indifference. I don't like speaking bad ill of this song, but man, was this just a poor ass performance? Yeah, it's, it's so bad. Mike, I mean, Mike is just brutally butchers it like the riff is, is not even being played in time yeah. yeah they're all messed up they're all messed up at this point it just gets worse yeah. the, the riff is not played correctly at all it's off time he doesn't even do the solo at the no. end the little lead part he doesn't even bother he kind of like leans over and just gives up he's like okay <laughs> that's it i'm done he's like i think he drops his pick and he doesn't even try to pick it up it's uh. like they, they they are they're spent they're done it's over they've endured this absurdly rude and obnoxious crowd for as long as they could and that's it they, and they gave they, in it's to time it to end it yeah <laughs> right they gave into it and they gave all that they can give and you know for them to go out and play one more I'm sure they're thinking in the back of their heads like okay this is one if this if we turn this into something if this band is bigger than what it is now in 10 years people are still going to be talking about this people might be talking about this regardless of that so maybe we just give them one more it, it didn't need it 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 didn't, didn't it didn't need it uh I, I will say it is the kind of song especially at this point where based on how ridiculous the crowd has been, it's actually, it fits well and that it gets the crowd going and like they can jump up and down. Like we were saying earlier, yeah. it's an old who song. It's a, it's a cover. It, it gets everybody jumping up and down. So in that regard, I think like, as far as like reading the room and reading the, the, the audience, it's a good performance, but it's right. like they play it so badly but Ed, again, it still almost, sounds solid that yeah. it's like, okay, we don't, you know, we don't need this. Like, it almost we, doesn't We matter. didn't need that. It yeah. almost doesn't matter. Right. So, all right. That's uh, the end of the line for this one. Boy, this, this was a, it was a struggle to get through because how many times are we just going to say they're just fucking wasted and the crowd is just fucking They're all wasted. <laughs> you with the dad jokes now. See? Um, but... Like, I, I felt like we were repeating ourselves so much, but it, it, it all needed to be said because that's really, that's what the show ran off of. That's the fumes, that's the energy, that's the absolute absurdity of it. So, uh, top three moments. Uh, <laughs> fuck me in the brain. Yeah. Shoe the shoeless rant. And blood being my favorite performance of blood of all time. Okay. Uh, I'll go blood at three, um, deep at two. 
and I, 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 I want to put the fuck me in the brain and the shoe the shoeless stuff together because it kind of ran together. But I mean, just the, I think number one is just overall the attitude and just yeah. how pissed off the band was and just fun listening to it and knowing that you can't get that again. You can, you can listen to all the bootlegs from 2010, 2009, all you want. And yeah, they might be special shows that we've covered the last couple weeks, some really special shows and popular shows in there, but they ain't like this. This is no. something, this is something completely different. So I, I have a lot of appreciation for it. And I, I, if I were to have a number one, I think it's just overall just Ed being Ed. He, I mean, he kills it for how yeah. messed up he is in the show, which we've harped on the entire time. He, I have no complaints about his performance at all. No, no, no. He it, kills it. Every song he's, he's giving a hundred percent and you know, it's, it's different. We talked about on the state of love and trust evolution episode, uh, the everybody loves us. Everybody loves, loves our, our town. town. Um, he was wasted at that show and he couldn't perform and he really, he was, but he was wasted here too. Maybe the same amount of drinks, but he was able to hone it in a little more. He was able to right. to feed off of it a little more and he was able to be comprehensible. He wasn't at that other one. He wasn't able to do that. So at least a lot of respect uh, for him figuring out how to be a mess on stage. Right. So. Yeah, he he he's just enough in control right. to get through the show. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, with all the sloppiness and all the craziness, what would you rate it? The thing is, there's some, there's moments here where it really does give you or makes me want to rate it higher. I'll go seven. Okay, I'll give it a seven out of 10 it's just you can't get many times he he's great i love blood the rants are hysterical everything like that but it's just they just don't sound great overall to me it's just it's a little too and i love raw loose pj like i I do i I love this era as you know i love these early 90s shows it's like it's honestly just a little too much, I think. A little too loose for me. Okay. Which I never really thought I would say, but listening back yeah, to it again today, I, I really believe that. Before you said anything, like I didn't even think of it come to mind. I thought it was just kind of early nineties and, and a different attitude at a different time period, and that's just what it was. But uh I'm gonna give this a nine because I just Wow. I, okay. I, yeah. I think it has a special place in the lore of Pearl Jam and you know everybody knows fuck me in the brain and what that became and and it's just there's a lot of it, it, it I feel like it's a nine that wasn't intended to be a nine at all. This was a nine that was really intended to be a five. Yeah. But because of that and because there's some sort of art to the madness of it, I okay, yeah, I can't help it. I can't help sure. it. So you know, I I I love it. I love you know, I love old angsty attitude. 
you know, and crowds that are absolutely bonkers. And this is probably one of the worst crowds that they've ever had, uh, meaning one of the best crowds that they've ever had. So mm-hmm. I, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll listen to this again at some point soon. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's fun and it, it just it deserves the attention that we gave it today. That's that's all that's all I'll say. So what a ride. That was fun. It was. Yeah. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, like we mentioned before, we're going to be doing London Night 2 2018 with our good friend and patron Aurelian. And of course, anybody that wants to come on the show like Aurelian's doing next week, all you got to do is donate to Patreon, patreon.com slash live on four legs we're getting more patreon episodes uh once the new year uh comes into full effect we're getting a lot of new people coming on the show talking about their experiences you can be one of those people we'll fit you in we're doing some cool stuff next year but i think we could be able to fit you in i think that won't be a problem at all and hey if you don't want to do uh you know a show like we did today then if you want to do an evolution episode or maybe an episode of the new series that we're starting in the new year those are absolutely available for you as well so patreon.com slash live on four legs contribute whatever you got to the show and we give exclusive episodes and a chance for you to come on the show back to you and don't forget on our social media pages polls opening for the best show of the decade vote and we're going to start with 2010 and by the time next week's show airs i'm sure uh we'll be through 2011 too so we're going to try to do them in two two to three day chunks there so don't miss those if you have uh specific shows that you want to vote for uh anything else no no, I uh, I am excited for that vote. I think it's going to, like I said, it's going to be fun to see all the, the different yeah. shows that everyone comes up with. And mm-hmm. this was fun. Tons of classic moments that we beat to death here. Yeah. And love really, love these early 90s shows. I really yep. do. And Ed, Ed is the highlight here. It's, it's awesome. Yep. Good stuff. Can't get enough. So with that being said, we will see you next week. This may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, I miss you already. And I miss you always. For Randy and Buckley and for Indio 1993 uh, and for Fuck Me in the Brain and all you shoeless, uh, you know, friends out there, uh, we'll see you next week. Later. You know, some of you guys. Okay, wait, I'm just going to come clean with you. I'm waving the white flag, all right? We're here to play, and some of you guys are just being fucking fucks, man. Okay, that's it, good night.